Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Brad Webb, where the topics are relevant, serve with truth, transparency, and some much-needed realness. In this episode, Pastor Brad and I, Bree, are chatting it up about my transition from college into the real world. We also discuss my journey of figuring out what's next. It's a real gospel gumbo, if you please. Here's your host, Brad Webb. Hey guys, want to welcome you back for another episode of Real Talk. Today we are continuing our conversation dealing with seasons. I want to remind you again that if you're just kind of picking this up on the end, there's a episode dealing with the introduction of seasons and transitions at the very beginning of this. Uh, you may want to go back and pick that up. And um, man, all of these may not pertain to you uh, because they're just dealing with different people where they are in their life. But man, maybe you know somebody that's going through one of the seasons that we have talked about or mentioned. And uh, in that context, uh, you just want to share it with them. Today, we're very blessed uh, to have Brianna here with us in the studio. Brianna, Thanks. give us a shout out. Brianna, uh, I've, again, uh, this this episode, I've given you uh, the front row seat to the front row seat that I've had in all the people's lives who have been going through and interviewing in this um, through this epi- these episodes uh, dealing with seasons and transitions. Uh, Brianna came to us and uh, at Family of Grace, and I'll let her tell you just a little bit of her story, uh, how she came to Family of Grace, how she left Family of Grace, and how she came back, and uh, then talk to her about the transition that she is in now. It's the one where you have finished your, your college years, and uh, now all of a sudden you're you're facing real life, making the next decision. Mm. I, I guess it seems like you, you plan <laughs> on graduating, and it's like in, a, in infinity, yeah. and then it finally happens. Huh? And then it's like this big lead up to scariness absolutely it's like crazy so hey so just jump in and tell us a little bit Bree, just how you got here and then we'll dive into conversation today awesome well my name is Bree. um i'm from zachary louisiana i'm currently 23 years old and i moved to alexandria to attend um lsu a or lsu alexandria and i started college back in the fall of 2014 and at that point i thought i knew exactly what i wanted to do and how i was going to do it and then i quickly learned that the lord had so many other plans for my life and so it kind of started my journey to how i started my life in the ministry and then the things that kind of followed after graduation so my freshman year i don't think I had a major, <laughs> even though I thought I knew what I wanted to do. I didn't have a major, but I soon realized that I was going to be moving back home after the end of my freshman year. And the Lord took me back home to, you know, be with my family because we were going through like a kind of a rough spot with my grandma's health and a lot of other stuff was going on. And then when my time ended there, the Lord brought me back to Alexandria. And that is when I really, really started you know, feeling that the Lord has something else planned for my life. And that's how I ended up at this church. And here you are. Mm -hmm. And boy, have we been blessed by you being here. Also, Brianna is the voice uh, that you hear at the beginning of our our, uh, (laughs) episodes and also is one of the producers of these podcasts and additionally was one of the people that kept encouraging me to do these podcasts and to share the things that we're going through. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
Because if you're if we're going through something, somebody else is going through it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. at Family of Grace, we like to talk about being real mm-hmm. and um, how we take that to the next level and then share that with other people. And because as we walk through stuff, you know, we should never want to sit on it. Right. You know, Brianna, I always like to say, and I know you've heard me say this a bunch probably, the greatest way to shame the devil is to tell your story. Mm-hmm. But the problem is for many of us and for you listening today is that... A lot of times your story has mm-hmm. embarrassing parts. So many, so many parts. And like, you don't want to share right. them. And so we end up sitting on those stories, uh-huh. you know, when you think about that. And and we never really tell the good stuff. No. And so not that we're getting into embarrassing stuff in your life today, <laughs> but, but uh, man, tell your story. And that's just yeah. what we're trying to do here. And so... Thank you for being uh, oh, thank the, you. the brains behind these podcasts and and uh, all these episodes that we're coming up with. And and then also, just so picking up with that, you know, your conversation. So you graduated from college yes. last year, Back last in fall. December of 2018, I graduated. And uh, man, that <clears throat> unleashed you to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I, let's just talk a little bit about where we were, you know, yeah. because I've been greatly anticipating you graduating <laughs> and, and bringing bringing you on staff and um, I want to really press in on the mm-hmm. conversation that you and I had in January where I was ready to to bring you on full time mm-hmm. and uh, that conversation where we kind of both came to it at the same point yeah um you remember you real you were just like I mean I think I can use this yeah in the church tell right. us about your degree okay. so the audience understands so that. Back in, back during my journey, uh, back when I was living at home in Baton Rouge, I was going to Baton Rouge Community College and I was in a bunch of classes that I knew I just loved. Like I was in, I was having so much fun and I was like, how can I use this and get a degree in this kind of stuff? Like I was taking writing classes and um, just a whole lot of English and like a lot of literature performance, all that kind of stuff. And I was talking to one of my professors and she told me that she had um, graduated in communication studies. And I was like, man, I would have never even known about this unless I came mm-hmm. to the school. Right. And like, this is something I want to pursue. So um, I knew my time was coming to an end in Baton Rouge. So I was praying. I was like, Lord, I'm not sure what's going to happen next. I don't know if I need to stay in Baton Rouge. I don't know if I need to go somewhere else. I don't know what you're going to have me do, but I'm going to let you just lead me. So like two weeks after I prayed that prayer, I got a phone call. <laughs> from you and you were just saying how the church was about to start some new things and y'all going through some transitions and you would love if I would consider coming back to Alexandria and I was like well that's amazing because I want to go back to LSUA and it all kind of just worked out and I had a home here already and everything just fell into place I knew the Lord was telling me it was time to go back so actually when we did our episode on choosing your pathways we Mm -hmm. talked about that um, with the twins how they thought they were going to do one thing and they ended up doing something else and Mm -hmm. um, don't hold me to this statistic but I think it's 80% of the people change their major Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of what happened with you I remember when you wanted to be a design I did I love interior uh, design interior design and like anything I could just be creative and something that you have the freedom to use your brain and your creativity I've always been like that's what I want to do I didn't know that that included me just using my voice and talking and communicating with people so when that came up I was like man this is perfect this is exactly what I want to do and then I found out that um, the school here in Alexandria had that 
specific degree plan and it was exactly where I wanted to be and exactly where I needed to be. And then also I knew that I loved working with children and there was a spot for me to work in the kids ministry here at this church. And I was like, okay, God, I think, Mm -hmm. I think I know what you're telling me to do. And I came back here and that was in January of 2017. So, so we, we, you know, you graduated and and you had that degree in marketing uh, and and communication and you were just like, I know I can use this Mm -hmm. so much for the ministry for Mm -hmm. family of grace church and other ministries that you're involved in. And I, I was, it was, I can remember that I can remember when the light bulb went off mm-hmm. and it was just like, okay, great. Let's get with it. Yeah. And you were like, uh, wait a minute. I don't, <laughs> I don't really know what I'm doing, what I'm doing. Yes. I don't know the, the technical, I know the technical side. I know the, the, the written side, the academic side, but I've never had any experience. Right. And, uh, that was a heavy moment for both of us. It was really hard. I think the month leading up to graduation, I was a hot mess around here. Like, I think I would just burst out into tears. Like, I'm kind of an emotional person anyways. But I would be, like, walking around, and you would ask me a question. I would just start crying. And, and I'd be like, I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I, what, yeah, that's crazy. I was like, yeah. I, how did I do that? You know, I, I don't know. It was a lot. And so, you know, what an adventure that's been. It's been a little slower than mm-hmm. we both had hoped. But, um you know, it's been real. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're, you've been getting some of that experience yeah. outside. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit of what that looks like, how you've been picking up some well, practical applications. Honestly, once, like, I'm a person who loves going to school. Like, I am actually more sad that I'm not in school than the fact that I'm not pursuing a degree. Like, it's just the idea of me being in school I really like. So, I was trying to figure out like how can I continue to grow myself that's just and sick, learn you know? that's <laughs> know. just sick I love school I love being, I in, love school. being <laughs> in school and um like I like being a student so uh I was like how can I continue to grow and educate myself and get certifications and all this kind of stuff past graduating and I know that I am meant to be doing something in the ministry I know I'm meant to be helping people learn any way I can help other people learn so in that, I've been looking for internships and taking classes and reading a whole lot and just trying to figure out how to keep going with the things that I have under my belt and things I want to keep learning and sharing with other people. That and that um, and that's what I really want to talk about because you know we go back to you thinking you know will this day ever come mm. you know and um, I understand that so much. Will it ever come? Now it's here. Mm-hmm. Now you've graduated from college twice because mm-hmm. you had an associate's degree, mm-hmm. and now you've graduated with your with your bachelor's degree, and um and and you're praying about the next next right. level of education. I do want to go back um, to school for uh, ministry. Mm-hmm. You're looking at some seminary stuff, but it seems like um we we plan we spend so much energy mm-hmm. planning for the plan and the day we graduate Mm -hmm. that we don't spend much time planning on what now what what happens next and so what can we what can you tell anybody that would just stressing over that today they're about to graduate Mm -hmm. you know graduation is just a few weeks away yeah and um man they're thinking what do i do now um as you work through that right and and even to the point of saying you know what pastor brad you know, you're right. Let me let me take a step back and say no to this mm-hmm. job you're offering so that I can mm-hmm. um, enhance my skills. Right. Because I remember what happened for me. It was like a light bulb went off for me, too, because it would be like um, you 
you learning all, and I, this is what I told you, you you've learned, you spent all this time, energy, and money learning the mm-hmm. academic, mm-hmm. but you've never learned the practical side of it. Right. And so it would be like a, a, a doctor mm-hmm. going and doing all this school and then not doing his residency. Right. A teacher going through all that time and not doing their student teaching. Mm-hmm. And, um, so many, uh, occupations have the, practical side that you have to go and do right but then there's so many that don't that don't and so you end up graduating and you're like okay what next like what do i do and i think people have made it seem like i think society just makes it seem like okay you graduate you get a job and you start living your life and you make all this money all this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and then when it doesn't happen and you're kind of just sitting there the day after graduation like okay what now in six months i have to pay my first student loan and i don't know what i'm doing i don't know how to get money that's correct. And so if you think about it, you graduate and then you're thinking, okay, now I got to go and do this adulting thing and I got to be responsible. What has there been value in you just not not <laughs> jumping straight into what we originally thought? Yeah. Like what 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 has been the benefit of you saying not now just in a few months from now? Yeah, I think the benefit in that was the fact that I was able to take a step back and kind of consider my options instead of feeling like I had to jump straight into something and then maybe lose my footing and feel like I'm overwhelmed, which trust me, I do still feel overwhelmed sometimes in the things I am but doing. But you hadn't been but, crying lately. But I don't cry as much now. And that is helpful. But honestly, like I pray a whole lot. Like mm-hmm. I'm learning to lean on God's plans for me and not the ones I made for myself. And I feel like something big I kept saying was, I think I was really upset because when I, graduated I had this grand idea that I was gonna go straight into the next schooling Mm -hmm. of what I wanted to do and then when that didn't come out the way I wanted it to I was really angry at God and myself I was like man I tried and I worked so hard for this and it's not happening so what do I do now God because I'm just sitting here I don't know how to use what you give what you've given me you know it's so healthy to identify your true feelings Mm mm-hmm there's so many people that are upset with God because he's sending them down a different pathway. And it goes back to the whole theme of this transition. Mm-hmm. Like you you thought, I had this figured out. Now yeah. God's transitioning you in a different season, in a different uh, course of study or a different job or a different city. So many people have this spiritual facade that they think God mm-hmm. cannot see through. Um, they're angry with God. They're upset with God. Right. But they're like, I can't tell God that. Oh, it's no, like, I told him. <laughs> do, do they not know that he's the discerner of thoughts? <laughs> you know. Oh man. And so, uh, man, that's a that's a that's a big word mm. to say. God, this is where I am. I don't like it. I'm upset about this, mm-hmm. and I don't understand what you're doing. But you know, you had to come yeah. to that place where you had to agree with God, right? And. I think because he didn't allow me to go and do what I thought I wanted to do, it it showed me, okay, your ways are greater than mine, one. And two, just stay put. Like, I have something bigger and better happening for you. And then maybe one day when it's time for you to do what I want you to do or what you want to do, I'll allow it to happen. I'll give you that desire. But in the meantime, I just want to make sure I'm doing what I can do. Like, I remember one time you you said in a sermon, I don't even know how long ago this was, and it was um, just complete the task at hand. And so that's what I'm trying to do now is I want to complete this task and do it well. And then maybe, you know, the other stuff won't be so scary when it's time for me to do that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so interesting because um, in that dynamic, it's so many people 
I want to go back to that 80%. Mm. You know, and I guess I, I guess I ought to run the check, fact check me on this here, uh, so that we're right on the record of how many Thanks, people uh, <laughs> uh, change their degree uh, during college or, or or in some uh, trade school or something. But one of the reasons that I think it's not un it's not too hard to believe that eighty percent because that many people um, do not um, do not stop to really ask God mm-hmm. what he has for them. So, uh, yeah, one in ten. One in ten. Thanks for fact-checking me on that there. One in mm-hmm. ten people, so change their uh, degree. And so um, in in that dynamic, because, you know, mm-hmm. when we're created, God creates us for something, and, and it, we're measurable mm-hmm. if we're not doing what we were created to do. I remember I remember when somebody uh, gave the twins a list of the top ten uh, most uh, successful, financially successful mm-hmm. um, jobs, yeah, degrees they needed to get, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I remember, I remember going home, and and of course they were feeling the weight of that, and because none of them were what they wanted to do, and I said, you know what, you have one, one, one goal, mm-hmm. and it's to glorify God. That's right. As blank, right. Doesn't matter. You can be whatever you need to what? be, or whatever he wants you to be, as long as you glorify him while you're doing it. Yeah. So for somebody that's out there struggling because they're in the process of having to change their degree. Yeah. What would you tell them? Go with the flow. You got to know. You got to feel what's right because if that was the case, I would. I don't even remember what the degrees I had chosen before I settled on, or it was revealed to me that I need to go the route of communications, but. Um, just you have to stick to what you know. If it doesn't feel right, then maybe that's not right for you. And you need to figure out and ask questions, talk to people, see what it is, look at what you like to do, how you how you can be useful to someone else and how you can continue to help others. And then maybe that's the path you need to go down. And, you know, the kind of the silliest thing I've heard is you don't necessarily need a degree in your job field to do exactly what you're doing which is crazy to me like I I guess if you have a medical degree please go use that and be a doctor but um I mean I could do anything I just have the starting point I have a degree you know I and I want to go back to that because when I went to my second church uh the church was up on a hill and across literally across the highway was a little convenience store and there was this lady in there and she was like the town grandmother and I would get up early in the morning and I would go over majority of days of the week and uh, would have a cup of coffee with her. Mm-hmm. And so she started telling everybody that I was her drinking buddy. <laughs> and uh, uh, that was, everybody in town got a kick out of that. The pastor had a drinking buddy. But I remember she had a saying, mm-hmm. and here's what it was. She said, if something's bothering you, sleep on it. Mm. And when your feet hit the floor, if it's still bothering you, then do something about it. Right. I really think that rings true to what you just said mm-hmm. because so many people are struggling. If your degree was right, mm-hmm. you would sleep on it and wake up mm-hmm. and move on. Mm-hmm. But if you can't get a piece about it, if a piece is not coming, right. then you probably need to address it. I did not have a piece my entire first year living in Alexandria. Mm-hmm. I was a uh, just a hot mess, honestly. Like I could not figure out what it is I wanted to do. And everyone was telling me, like, it's no big deal. You're only a freshman. But I was like... First of all, I'm a planner, so I need to know exactly where I'm headed, where I'm going, how I'm going to get there, what I'm going to do with it. But I couldn't get that, and it was really hard. And so 
um, it felt like I was a failure when I left. I was like, okay, I have to go home because there's no point in me staying at a four-year university and spending money on something I don't know how to use or what I'm going to do with it. And so I went home, which I later learned, you know, while I was living it, it was kind of hard to see. But when I, you know, took a step back, I felt like that because the Lord was trying to tell me I had to go home because I had to go help my mom and be mm-hmm. a part of my family and be that person. A different season. It was a different season. And it felt, and honestly, like I know it's time for a move or a change of season when I start feeling really uneasy. Like I feel like that's kind of just, everyone should know that, but it was really hard. Cause I was like, I don't want to move. I don't want to do this. I don't want to enter into this new season. I feel like a failure if I leave here. But when I was done with that season, the Lord brought me back like a. He kind of had to bring you out to bring you back in. Right. And then because I went through that season at home, I was able to, he revealed a lot of stuff to me. Like, this is what you need to do. You you need to major in. This is how you need to do it. And then from there, you'll have a piece. And I did all the way through graduating Mm -hmm. and then the next season. So as you think about where you are now, um, because you took a step back. Mm Mm-hmm. And you said not now, just later, to to a more permanent solution. Right. You had to deal. What were some of the feelings you had to deal with on that? Like, I know you said earlier, like I got student loans to pay. Yeah. Um, has the has the reward outweighed the cost in you hitting the delay button button and really learning how to put your to learn the practical side. Yeah. of your degree I think it 100% is better now like I I can feel that this break of me not jumping to the next thing and just mm-hmm. waiting it out was exactly what I need to do because in the time of waiting is when you get to listen the most mm-hmm. and you get to learn the most and instead of busying my hands I got to quiet my mind sometimes it's still hard to do but you still have to learn how to sit there and listen tell, tell me a little bit more about that Busying my hands will quiet my mind. Well, I think that'll preach. (laughs) Cause I'm trying to, well, what it feels like to me is we like to distract ourselves a lot with different things, things that don't really matter, which is why like you have a phone in your hand or, you know, you're worried about something. So you distract yourself with an app or you'll try and lose your mind in a book or you'll do literally anything you can to not be present in your present you know that's so true because um we we went to a whole different strategy as you know uh-huh. you're the you're the mastermind behind um the facebook issues and and changing to um more of a public instead of private status and, yeah and um now that i do not have facebook or any social media app because other mm-hmm. people are managing it um, it's like I find myself playing solitaire on my phone. Right. I'm like, this is sick. It's like, but it's like we we never well, want to not be. What that means? We never want to not be doing something. Right. You know? So a few months ago, Pastor Brad came and he was like, I need to get rid of Facebook. And we were like, well, you can't get rid of Facebook because that's how people communicate and find out stuff about the church through you and all that kind of stuff. So we decided to just change his Facebook page to a public one, and then the staff would run it at the church and that way if anyone like would you know send him a message or something it would go through us first and we would relate it to him and i think what he's saying is he enjoys his life a lot more now <laughs> life is very quiet and uh but it's like we you know you said we're always mm-hmm. busying ourselves with some kind of app or something yeah and, and i never really realized that mm-hmm. till till it, it got you know i remember when you were 
for fasting. 21 days of fasting. Yeah, last year. That was in, what, 2018? Yeah, January 2018. I was going through a really big change in my life. It was the last year of college. I was trying to figure out what was going to happen next. Um, one of my best friends who was the reason why I um, – kind of got close to the Lord. She was a big part of me just growing and helping me understand like what God's plans are and, you know, just being a really good friend and a counselor. And she moved away and I felt like I was missing another big part of my life. And I mean, it was just a different season for her. And so I was trying to understand that and God changing a lot of stuff for, you know, in her life. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to give up social media for 21 days. And that was the hardest thing I've ever done. I remember, I remember, and, and it took me a while to comprehend that. Because <laughs> you came into the office and we were probably about, what, seven, ten days into it. Yeah. And and then even at the end, you reiterated, he's like, I never knew how quiet my life would be. And I'm thinking, uh-huh. how is social media it's loud. making noise it's so in loud. your life? It is so loud. In fact, like, I think I cried even more in that 21 days. But the Lord talked to me a lot. Like, I remember one night I was just sitting in my bed and... I wanted so badly to like distract myself from the thoughts and feelings I was having like, okay, God, I'm not sure what's going to happen next in my life. Like it was, it was the January before, you know, the last two semesters of my college career. And I knew that I had to make some really big decisions coming up in career wise, or was I going to stay in the ministry? Was I going to go and pick another vocation? Like what's going to happen? And so I spent that 21 days just praying that God would reveal some stuff to me. And not only did he like kind of give me more clarity on that, but he also like told me, okay, you have been putting too much time into other people and also into social media and like all this kind of stuff. Not that like I was doing stuff on social media. I just would spend a lot of time distracting myself from it. So now that you've been, now that you've been through it, the quiet season, Mm -hmm. and that's when you heard from God the most. Um, now that you've graduated, yeah. Now that you're in this uh, <clears throat> uh, learning curve of how to put your degree into practice, mm-hmm. um, what do you think you've learned the most through that? That would help um, somebody else that's about to walk down the aisle and they're feeling the pressure of taking a job and they're almost feel like they're settling, right? I think that you should, honestly, you got to pray about it. That's, that's my biggest, you know, thing. I got to take it to God. I have to lay it down and see how he will have me deal with the situation. Because if it was up to me, I would ruin anything in my life by just getting myself into trouble. So you need to pray about it and you need to make sure that you're hearing his voice about it. And if you don't have a piece about it, then you just gotta, you gotta wait. You gotta let him guide you in it and it doesn't it feels like you're kind of taking the easy way out when you say that but honestly you get yourself into more trouble when you don't wait on him and you don't allow him to move you in and out of stuff I I still don't know what I'm doing if I'm being honest I still don't have the answers I'm still waiting on God to tell me what's next but I do know that I'm a lot happier because I listened to him the first time around and not got I didn't try and you know, move his hand for me. It's amazing how much happiness and peace we can have in uncertainty when we know we're in God's will. But then on the other hand, it's amazing how much unrest Mm -hmm. comes into our life Mm -hmm. 
when we think we're at the perfect job, making right. all this money and stuff, you know, I'll never forget, uh, you know, all I ever wanted to do was be a farmer. Mm. And um, I was trying to start farming and, and uh, I had, I was working construction mm -hmm. and I was in Baton Rouge and um, I felt like God just kept telling me, you need to surrender the ministry and, yeah. and don't mean to turn the tables on me, but it's just kind of no. my story here. And, and, um, I went to see my pastor. I, I just drove straight home, mm -hmm. straight to his office. And he said, Brad, you'd be better off selling that new truck you have and all that equipment you have and getting in the center of God's will mm -hmm. with an old beat up pickup truck right. than having all of this stuff and being miserable. Right. I, that was, uh. 1996. That was the year I was born. <laughs> and, uh, wow, I'm feeling old. <laughs> and it's like, it's like he said it yesterday. Yeah. You know, best advice he ever gave me. The, honestly, the, one of the best things I ever heard from someone, or she told me I was, you know, having a rough time. And she goes, when you're walking in the will of God, things may seem like they're hard, but at the end of the day, it's the easiest walk you ever take. Like, it's difficult to walk it out, but the rewards just outweigh anything else. What do you think that looks like? It's difficult to walk it out, but then on the other hand, it's not. It's almost like, because when we think about running into the wind mm -hmm. or something, mm -hmm. you know, and or swimming against the current, so it is difficult, but then it's almost like we have his holy momentum pushing us behind, right. behind us, and so then it almost becomes easier, huh? Yeah, and it's hard to walk walk it out because anytime you're walking anywhere that God has put you, the enemy is trying to stop it because he knows that you're, you know, against him. And yeah. so whenever you have the Lord, that momentum behind you, like you'd feel, you do feel like you're being attacked, but at the same time, you're like, I know where my help is coming from. I know how to get through this. I know where I'm going. Because when you stop is when you feel lost. You get disoriented and you feel like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen next. So you know what? Just let it all happen. It has been, it has been such an honor <laughs> to have the front row seat, literally, oh. <laughs> to watching God move in your life, and then to watching you obey mm. what He's saying to you, and and um, that's one of the reasons I think I have the greatest job in the world. Because I remember early on in my ministry, people was like, man, you're going to be an evangelist. Because I was just preaching all over the place. And I was right. like, I'll never be an evangelist. Mm -hmm. And they was like, why not? And I said, because an evangelist only gets to be in the delivery room. Mm -hmm. But as a pastor, I get to watch God move through the whole realm in people's lives. And right. it's been such an honor to just watch God move in your life from the first day you showed up at family of grace mm -hmm. to the day you moved back to baton rouge <laughs> to the day you moved back to the day you became an intern and yeah. and and then leading our children's ministry and and now stepping into even a larger role and and um, and thanks for the prompting and oh, the pushing and the uh nodding of to do these podcasts and it's fun and um just to share in it and so Man, I, just in to kind of wrap up here, if you could, two, two people, if you could tell two things okay. to the person who's a year or two or maybe even three, because you were three years in, because mm -hmm. I remember you wanted to swap to education. Oh my gosh. That we was didn't a even big, talk about that transition. That was a big thing. So when I first moved back to Alexandria- I want to be a teacher. I, w I wanted to be a teacher because I had started- like full force into kids ministry here. And it is like, that is my joy 
is children's ministry, um, is sharing the gospel with the kids and all of it. So I was like, I need to be in a classroom. Like I thought that the Lord had told me you need to be a teacher. You need to go in someone's classroom and you need to help kids learn how to read. Like that's, that's what you're going to do. And so I was like, great. That's what I'm going to do. I went, I talked to my advisor mm-hmm. and she even like sat me down. She was like, I'm going to miss you. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you were part of edu- uh, in communications, <laughs> but I'm really going to be sad when you go. And I went to a meeting with the head of the education department and she was like, I mean, we, we want teachers, but girl, you're like three years deep. Like you, I remember that. you are going to have to start all over again. And I went, uh-uh. <laughs> I remember Education you coming back to the it. office and saying, I'm going to swap to teaching. And yeah. I'm like, hold on a minute. <laughs> hold on. And, and you know, I, I see a lot of people struggling with this. In fact, Abby, yeah. one of my daughters, I think was in the same boat. And I asked her the same question that I asked you. Mm-hmm. Do, do you love the idea of having a kid for 12 months, teaching them, you know, mm-hmm basic curriculum mm-hmm. math english reading and then moving them giving them away to another teacher and right. then starting over with a whole another group or do you love the idea of it walking along beside these kids yeah. and seeing their lives transform and then you still see them next year because i think when you're involved in in um ministry mm-hmm. especially holistic ministry where you're not just sunday school teaching but you're really life coaching these right. kids you feel like I have noticed mm-hmm. that people feel like, well, my I need to be in the classroom. Yeah. But really, it's not that you want to be in the classroom. It's mm-hmm. that I want to make a difference in these kids' His lives. lives. Yeah. But it's kind of like the evangelist. Yeah. Do I want to have them for one year and then give them away? Or do I want to, or is God calling me to have a, yeah. a calling on my life where I walk along beside them mm-hmm. the whole way? And so, uh, <laughs> I forgot about it that. was it was a that big was deal. Like I know I was we sat in one of we sat in Ashley, which is uh, one of our other coworkers here at the office, and uh, he like we were sitting across from each other, like on the other side of her desk. And I think he was like pressing, he was like leaning in. He was like, "Are you sure this is what you want to do?" I was like, "Yes, I want to be a teacher. I want to be in a classroom. I want to teach kids." And I had that meeting with my advisor the next day, and I realized like that wasn't going to happen. And I remember saying, "Okay, if you want to be a teacher, great. Finish this degree that you're at the gate, like you're about to graduate. Uh-huh. One year left, uh-huh. then go back and be a teacher. And then go back, yeah." That's the hardest thing of being a pastor a lot of times is a lot of times God lets us see things before the other people get there. Yeah. And I'm just like, I know that's not what God's calling And now that I look back and I'm like, oh, that was so silly, Bree. Like, what were you doing? Like, well, no, But you know what? It wasn't, Bree, because you think about you were just doing what you could with what you had for the mm-hmm. glory of God. And at that moment, you said, I love kids. So if I want to change kids' life, then I need to be a teacher. I need right. to be in a classroom. Right. You know? And so, uh, so what, to get back to the question, <laughs> what would, what would you say to somebody that's contemplating the change? Um, if you're, if you're three years in and you're headed to your senior year, probably you need to finish your degree and then yeah. regroup. But for Unless, somebody that's, yeah. you know, a sophomore, what would you, what would you say to them? It's still, it's still a matter. It still has to be a matter of prayer. It needs to be you being certain that you heard from God because sometimes we get in our own heads and we start thinking that we heard something that wasn't really there and you get so excited and you make these big life changing decisions and then you're back in school for another three years because you know you didn't have what it you didn't have the prerequisites or whatever you needed to graduate at the given time but you need to make sure that what you're doing is something that you're going to stand by something that you for sure 
know will help you glorify God in the end of it. Because when you make these big changes and you think, okay, great, I'm going to do this, going to be wonderful, you end up kind of screwing your screwing yourself over because you move ahead of something and you kind of mess some stuff up. But just be sure. You got to be sure and it is a matter of prayer. Mm-hmm. And then and then and then secondly, you, now that you've graduated and the pressure, the pressure that you felt in December, what would you say to somebody now that you have the benefit of December being in your rearview mirror? What would you say to them today? Wow. Um, hang in there, first of all, because it is that's a really big, really, really, really difficult moment. Um, I was in the car with one of my roommates and we were driving. And again, I was crying. And I said, I can't wait till I'm on the other side of this. Like, I feel like I'm I'm not going to make the right choices. I'm not going to make the right decisions. I just wish I knew exactly what God wanted me to do right now. That way I could just do it and I would be walking on the other side of this. And she goes, you know, you got to live through this. You got to you gotta make those tough choices. You got to live through these hard days. You got to, I mean, first of all, thank you, Marika, for saying all that stuff to me because you were speaking to my soul. But um, you got to make sure that you remember what it's all for in the end. And even though it feels like you won't make the right choices, they're still a part of your story. Even if you do mess something up, even if you do feel like this, you made the wrong choice or what you're going to do next isn't the right thing for you, it still ends up being a part of your story. And you will still get to where you're supposed to be. It just won't be as soon as you thought it would be. So, man, that's a great word, Bree. Thank you so much for sharing that. And and, and you and our uh, listening to these episodes and podcasts, you'll get to hear a whole lot more from Bree in the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the two things I want to share, just there's a book that Rick Warren wrote years ago called Purpose Driven Life. Mm-hmm. And um, it's you can't find it. Now it's called What on Earth Am I Here For? What on Earth Am I Here For? Uh, you know, if you're if you're in high school, no matter where you are in life, I, we have one of our life groups mm-hmm. that are going through this book. And a guy that's 50 years old, the light bulb went off for him. He has done every job in the world. Yeah. And he's like buying this book and giving it to all of his best friends. He's yeah. like, you need this book. You need this book. But man, I'd encourage you to get that book and read it. But I, I want to do something else that I have not done yet. Okay. Um, if you will reach out to us yeah. at... Pastor Brad Webb mm-hmm. at FOG, or if you will email me, um, you know, uh, Brad at family dash grace.com. Uh, I tell you what I want to do. I want to give you a book mm-hmm. called uh, on understanding how to find God's will. Yeah. Um, if you will, if you will reach out to us, give us a shout out, let us know really on Facebook at pastor Brad Webb at FOG. Um, if you'll reach out to us, I want to give you a book on how to find God's will. It's, it's a short read. It's only about 90 pages. So even a guy can read it. No offense guys, but you know, our <laughs> attention span. But, um, what we have talked about today is God, what is your will? Yeah. How do I hear it? How do I know it? And so, man, if you want one of those books, uh, I want to say thank you for joining us today. And also thank you for going through this series of transitions and seasons. And um, I I, I remember my grandfather used to say something, he said, and this too shall pass. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and this too shall pass. So I want to give you that just as a being part of our kickoff of our podcast. And um, so reach out to us. And I just want to encourage you today because life's hard. A lot of you are trying to discern what God's will is. You're trying to do God's will. You're trying to hear his voice. And there's so many distracting voices out there. And man, you're, you're just out there working hard. You're fighting the good fight of faith. 
You're trying to honor him with all your heart and life. And man, as you're doing that, I want to remind you that hustle beats talent when talent doesn't hustle. So stay humble and hustle hard. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We hope you enjoyed and it blessed you. If you would like to keep up with Pastor Brad, you can follow him at facebook.com at Pastor Brad Webb FOG. We'll see you later.